in my kitchen where I I bought my house. He said, yeah, I can't do no dark girl. And Mark looked at him like, my dude. It's the Pivot Point Podcast with Natay and Vernique. What are you doing because you want to do it? Hmm. I'm ready. So, yeah. Be ready. Money making moves. I started speaking my mind and triple my views, period. She calls you. Like, we need to pivot. We on our dream-ish. So y'all know what that ish means. Hey, welcome to the Pivot Point Podcast. It is your girl, Natay. And Vernique. Woo. We made it. I feel like every time I start off, never would have made it. Every episode. Every episode. We made it. We're here. Oh, so good to see your face. Please, how was your birthday? It was interesting. It's nothing like getting older to get you to sit your ass down somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, my birthday was good. Mark took real good care of me. But so I just was like not feeling well on mm, my birthday so I didn't sucks. feel like awesome but and like I went to restaurant like I really want I really wanted some pasta like I want some fat pasta the kind mm. that you know good quality they make it in the restaurant yeah the kind that just tastes good with the sauce like I wanted all of that so we went to a restaurant and the first batch came out I said sir why are you giving me bland pasta sauce so really? <laughs> that sent it back long story short and then it was cold out there it was a whole thing and then, but finally at the end of the night, it, it was a turnaround mm-hmm. and I, Mark gave, drew me a bath and he put on some music and lit candles and turned Aww. the lights off. And it was all like, that was, I was like, when I got into the bath, I said, oh Lord, I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't yeah. realize I needed this, you know? And, and so it, it, that was the highlight of my birthday was probably taking a bath, but all the plans I had, what, what plans? <laughs> Right, right. Well, shoot, you made plans, but you got exactly what you needed. Yeah. No, instead of what you want. Isn't that funny how that worked out? I mean, that's, you know, what do they say? You make plans and God lasts. Right, right, right. But the baths, oh my gosh, that's been a part of my like self-care, self-journey, self-love journey over the, you know, since I've been back in Houston. It's like, take time, like sit your ass down. Yes. And soak. And like yes. every weekend, you know, I usually spend time at my brother's house in East downtown and he has this big garden tub. So I started getting the Dr. Scholl's, the body of the, the bubble bath, the Epsom mm-hmm. salt. I like, I want all of that. And I'm going to sit and, you know, he's a tech guy. So all his, all his lights like are controlled by an app and they're all color bulbs. So got the red light special in there. Sometimes, sometimes I make it green. Oh yeah. Like everything like he, I got him for his birthday, a a diffuser that's um, operated on Wi-Fi and app and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I'll be setting up the bathroom. So I get it. Oh, so that, I mean, that's that's how, you know, when um, you're starting to mature is when you're like, (laughs) For my birthday, the best thing I did was what well, I, I took a bath. F, yes, and I will say, like for my birthday, I generally would do like some sort of self care. I usually do mm-hmm. some sort of spa treatment for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, make any appointments for those this year. I just thought, you know, I'm just not at that point. I know other people been getting them done. I'm just not yeah. there yet. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, so I mean, it worked. It worked itself out because I got to use all my spa stuff and really just had like you know a real 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 good chill evening and then I had to have 
broth for dinner because my stomach can't feel good uh, <laughs> but but i'm okay I you took care it. of yourself you took care of yourself you took care of yourself yeah i mean yesterday my stomach was like uh bitch what did you do to me this weekend because uh the eating went a little uh amok had a little too much sugar uh you know that's that my cocaine of choice um is that imperial it sugar is considered cocaine it is um, like i'll be like it's a good stuff you know so i had to uh <laughs> i'm kicking that narcotic again <laughs> this week so it's been yesterday was a little rough but um yeah. all good but it's just been nice to like you have withdrawal no you no real shit the, the first time i was due from sugar girl years ago girl i i look like a crackhead and that is not to downplay anybody who has dealt yeah. with crack like if you really have a serious sugar addiction that i didn't even know i had i thought i was yeah. just a little emotional eater I was like, oh, girl, you are crazy over sugar, a cupcake? Like, what? Like, it was crazy. So it's like, I've been, I'm tempering down, Good, tempering okay. down, but it's so much emotional stuff that's going on because I pivoted uh, during the quarantine. Shoot, we didn't make it two weeks in and mm. I left my marriage and came back to Houston. And so it's like going through the whole process of separation and divorce is like, it's a lot of paperwork and that's what I've been doing. So it's like, I've been really trying to set up my self-care. Like I'm about to start a kickboxing class cause I got to release some anger, <laughs> just like, just to set it up. And then, you know, I'm giving myself some grace with the sugar. Like, yeah. it just kind of is what it is. And let's just not go a little too, too crazy with it. And you know, I probably went a, a notch too crazy this past weekend, and and to, and yesterday I paid for that. So we back. I mean, there's consequences. There's consequences when you go overboard but, and repercussions. You know, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, nothing is ever perfect, and so you try mm -hmm. in moderation, and you know, you get your little consequence. You keep on moving, so. Yeah, we moving forward and a part of my self-care, self-love journey is this podcast. Like, I mean, and just getting to see your face. I mean, this is probably the most we've spent time with each other since working together and living together. Cause like, Woo! I mean, when you really think about it, it was, I mean, <laughs> it was the other day. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't the Lord has me. blessed us with okay? many years. The Lord yes. has blessed us with many yes. years. And I shall yes. continue. I was like, I tell people my whole age. Cause I was like, not, you know, the Lord has blessed me with many 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 years and I yeah. am grateful now do I remember what age I am is the question because more than one time I saw people the wrong age not on purpose but mm -hmm. because I just literally forgot what day like what age I was my mama told people the wrong age, how old I turned the wrong she's like you turned 38 I totally thought told people you turned 34 I said that's not me mommy oh hilarious she got a secret daughter out there that's right I guess four. so I guess so who is she show your face I forget my age I never remember your age I'm almost like, like, what are you like? I'm, I just never remember it. And my agent's like, never tell anybody your age. Even though now with technology and everything, you can see people's ages. She was just like, because you're going to look like this forever. She's from New Zealand. That was a horrible New Zealand accent. But <laughs> I, I just love, like, she just get excited because, like, you know, it's the range. Like, sometimes in LA, you do your acting range. What is your age? Uh, 28 plus what you need you know what I'm saying like 28 plus because a black women look like this at 50 they look like this at 28 it just all depends see to me that's a different question they didn't ask what age you were they asked what is your acting range oh to no me, no no that's no. a totally different question no, no. they <laughs> asked what your age was I responded with my acting at range oh I follow oh, I follow I follow I follow because it don't matter if I'm an actor I follow it does not matter what age I am this is mm -hmm. the range I can portray 
Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Now, okay. So the pivot point podcast. So, you know, the biggest pivot that happened, uh, well, ha- you know, that's everybody's been talking about this past week, of course, is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle stepping away from the royal family and sitting down with the goat, the OG, the, 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 I mean, I, I was just sitting there taking notes, of course. Yeah. The, uh, the amazing Oprah Winfrey, because she's so good. She's so She really good. is good at asking questions. She's good at asking questions. And then another thing, um, as I've been producing, you know, um, at the Real Talk show and then just watching Oprah, but in between, this all this all has been going on for like, what, four months, five months, November, December, January. Yeah, like five months. Um, I realized I really miss the long form interview format. That is what I truly, truly enjoy is the long form because you can take your time. You don't have to, uh, I don't wanna say hit people over the head with a million questions immediately, but it's like, first you gotta establish some kind of trust, meet yeah. people where they are. We're gonna talk about some good things, some happy things, and then we're gonna get serious. And then yeah. I'm gonna have to follow up on some of these other things you kind of let slip out. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know, oh yeah, you said that, but I might not get you, you know, and like to have time for that. So her entire, they sat down for three hours. Oh, and then they uh, 20 minutes to make air. The other hour and 40 minutes was all commercial time that was Mm -hmm. being sold for like, I think $350,000 per 30 seconds. So, you you know, you spoke about the long form interview. Like, that's all I know, because, you know, as a prosecutor, (laughs) that's what we did. And it's Mm -hmm. all a setup. Like, it's Mm -hmm. all, it Mm -hmm. is the way that in which, like, you know, and I learned from one of the best prosecutors in the state of Texas. I didn't know at the time that he was, but Mm -hmm. I feel blessed to, especially Mm -hmm. when you do like a cross-examination. It's always like, oh, okay, so tell me a little bit more about that. Uh Uh-huh. So you went down the street and you did such and such. And then you circle back around and be like, hey, remember when you said you went down the street? (laughs) <laughs> you know and so it's 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 a beautiful dance that may i think it at is. times seems um i think for people who may not have been in like that have done that that have done a long form question and answer type thing they may be like where are we going with this like what like when are you gonna ask the stuff that i want to know and i think the way that oprah does it is very much like okay girl so what else tell me some more ask oh yeah oh yeah which which is a, a funny thing i noticed um even with like my work with the real and everything when i'm doing like pre-interviews and talking to people mine are very long the the segment is gonna be between seven eight nine minutes you know yeah. but in the pre-interview we're on the phone talking for about an hour usually 30 minutes to an hour it just you know, it just kind of depends. And, um, you know, as I'm producing the segment, telling them like, oh, this is during our conversation. We talk about this and that. They'll be like, man, they got comfortable. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. let me, let me re Well, but it's, it's hard. Like with a long form interview, you have the space so that what you're trying to convey and communicate does not get chopped down into bite-sized pieces in a way that like, when you only have the whole segment is seven minutes, I mean, you, you don't really have a lot of room there. So then later yeah. on, they're like, okay, let me, I got to say that a little differently or it's not, you know, it's not going to read well or people can, you know, chop it up. So, yeah. and, and that, like, I, I just had to, you know, pay. No, I mean, that makes sense. That makes to, sense. To, oh, I was like, oh, when she said, now, were you silent or silenced? Yes, yes, yes like yeah wanted to just throw like that's the ooh. yes 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 that was good that yeah was that, good. That, that was really good and I mean and and then Megan and Harry I mean their G's with answering questions and responding mm-hmm. because when Megan said the latter because what you don't want is a clip of you 
everywhere that's saying I was silenced. Yeah, you, know, you don't yes, want that. Yes. I was like, oh, they so ooh. I was like, oh, this is good. How's she gonna answer that? <laughs> well, so funny because like when I will say when I first started watching the interview, I was like, I kind of rolled my eyes because I will say like to me, Megan kind of comes off a little disingenuous, but I don't know. There, there are a couple factors to that. Let me preface it with now somebody goes take that clip. Megan sounds disingenuous, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Wait to you everybody ain't gonna like everybody yeah no, yeah, no most definitely but no i said at and you first. don't just like her at first at first my bad and so I, yeah so that's the thing is that first i was like eh, you know and i just kind of was like eh, eh, eh. but i was mm. like you know listen they have one she's an actress two she has a team you think they let them go out there call Vernie? no they have a team that sat down with them and talked about some of the things especially because it was an interview where it said no question is off limits we're oh, going yeah. to review all of these things before you go out oh and yeah. so I definitely think that like as the interview progressed she I I was able to connect with her um I will say as there was even one part I was like girl I'm doing my makeup you can't make me cry like you know what I'm saying so um what part was that uh when I think when she was talking about the mental health struggles that she was having and the and mm. then they showed the picture of her and it's like yo we talking about her being having mental health issues yeah. while being a royal nah bro she's having mental health issues while she is fully pregnant like she got right. a whole baby right. inside her and she talking right. about she don't want to live no more like right. oh, oh my god right yeah it's it was that moment where she was telling um harry i can't remember it was a royal engagement that they were supposed to attend together and she had finally confessed that you know what um i'm having these thoughts and they are clear and he was like, well, don't come to the event. And she was like, I don't need to be left alone. Right. The courage it takes to right. say that out loud. Right. Um, it's amazing. Cause like, I have never, I've never been suicidal. Cause I, I deal with, you know, depression, anxiety and stuff. But one of the biggest hurdles I had initially when I would share with people, especially when I first moved to LA and was just trying to, you know, just everything was just different. Even how I left the box, like everything was just, um, you know, I was broken. I was, I was broken, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I would try to tell people how I felt. And because I looked put together, people are like, girl, you'll be all right, girl. You, you still got your bands. You got, you know, like, and I, and I don't think they mean it in a bad way. It's just that no. people are very dismissive when you look like you have it all together. So to me, I thought that was a big thing I want people to consider. That is what mental health looks like. That is what, like, sometimes depression and anxiety, it's not like you're looking at rock bottom or when you're right. isolated in your room. Sometimes it is putting that brave face on and just showing up and you don't know what's going on underneath. And um, I thought that was something that I want people to really consider. Because when you, especially, in my opinion, especially when you're a quote unquote strong black woman, people dismiss your pain. Yeah. Emotional and mental pain is sometimes very hard to show unless you going off or crying. People yeah, are like, they, they expect certain things to be shown mm -hmm. to be presented in a certain way. Yeah. And I think like, so funny that you bring up, you know, what you were going through as well, but I, you know, as a spouse, cause my husband was, he did have suicidal ideations. Like he did have that. And I was like, bro, what are you talking? Like, I didn't say what are you talking about but it was shocking to me because mm -hmm. I'm like on an everyday basis like you know when you sleep next to somebody like when you see them on a daily basis like it's hard for you to be like 
and then you feel bad like you're like how did I miss this like how mm-hmm. then how did I miss this and then you have a million thoughts so I, in that in that moment it was a lot of thoughts for me because I'm, and then on top of that it's like I've been pregnant before I couldn't imagine having felt that way mm-hmm. while being pregnant while being in a spotlight while having a million eyes on you that seems rough yeah very rough and two things um, first, when you're saying as a spouse, you're like, how can I miss this? How can it's like, I think that the person experiencing it is also like questioning, like, am I really tripping like that? Like, you know, you're all we're already questioning ourselves. So how can your mate <laughs> see something, you know, sometimes mm. it's hard to spot. So there's yeah. like, and then there's this collective guilt of like, how did I miss this? Or what am I not doing? And it's like some things in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but I've gone to a lot of therapy <laughs> and a lot of doctors to try to understand some stuff is really chemical. You know? Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really chemical. And that's one thing I had to learn for myself. Just a quick thing, like, you know, turns out I deal with Hashimoto's thyroid um, disease, which, um, you know, cause for a while in LA, I was like, girl, do you not want to, why do you not care about anything anymore? Mm. You know? And mm-hmm. when I got a full blood panel, my doctor was like, oh, you know, well, my white savior, Sam, she knows I call her the white savior. <laughs> And, and, and anyway, that's for the uh, the the one woman show and all that. But um, because she was the first one that listened to me, because I I went to her and I said, "Look, I can't put more than two to three weeks together. I just mm-hmm. can't." Yeah, I've done two years of these therapy programs. I'm doing the affirmations. I'm in a twelve step group for sugar. Um, I'm walking. You know, I'm hiking. I'm journaling. I'm doing what Google says. I'm I'm doing doing what Google says. All the things. All the things. Same period of time. I finally broke down. I'm taking this medicine. Yeah. And I cannot put more than two to three weeks together of like just being in a positive mental state and and doing things. And she was like, well, let's let's just do a full blood panel. Turns out I was severely vitamin D deficient. And Mm -hmm. I was also, which controls your hormones and your mental capability I also my thyroid was like attacking my, my body was attacking my thyroid basically mm. that's what the Hashimoto where it wasn't working your Hashimoto I mean your um, thyroid is your your you know your your hormonal or mental doctors forgive me my, <laughs> my verbiage right now is horrible it's been a while since I've you people know got the terms. people yeah. got google they figure um, Hashimoto's is g-o-o-g-l-e read up about it which I want to talk more about it because I didn't see a lot of black women talking about their experience because a lot of people don't know and it usually takes yeah. four to five years to figure out but anywho that's when we learned like you know my, my doctor was like my white savior Samantha was like <laughs> There wasn't any amount of affirmations you was going to do to make you feel better. Right. There right. was nothing else. Like you have a chemical imbalance. Right. And so then when I got that good cocktail together, when I got the right cocktail in November, um, November December of 2019, mm-hmm. everything changed. Yeah. And I'm in Houston, you know, selling houses and producing TV, building up my empire again, because it was like the whole world. You like, had to whoa. figure out what chemical it was. You had yes. to figure out what was going on, but yes. you took care of you. You took yes. care of you, just like Megan, t- Megan and Harry took care of them. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you, you go get help and you keep going to get help until you get the help you need. Like you have to keep asking. Mine was like a, almost like a four year journey. I was in LA like for seven and a half years. Yeah four years was trying to figure out girl what in the hell is wrong with you why are you so depressed in the city you've always wanted to live in Mm. oh you know which feels Mm -hmm. like a lot of wasted time blah 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 but it (laughs) is what it is we figured it out everybody gotta get a journey but your journey influences a lot of your work too so like this will be it'll be like just like it'll be interesting to see how your work is now influenced by your journey 
um, you know, to bring it to bring it back full circle, talking about the mental health that she was going through. It, it's interesting to see how their continued work. Cause I didn't know that uh, Harry and uh, Oprah were working on a mental health. Um, yeah. What do you know? Do you know what it is exactly? I, I don't no, want to misstate it. I don't know it. all the details, but I know it's some deal with Apple TV um, plus, or like she's, uh, they, they teamed up on something. I remember when it was mentioned a couple of um, maybe about a year ago or something like that. Okay. But mental health has been a big thing for Harry since he's uh, for a while like he's mm. more I feel like he's more Diana and his brother William is more Prince Charles yeah because I got things to say about them oh well let's go on takeaways <laughs> like yo if you don't feel right if you need help you better keep asking everybody and if I may suggest to cut time off of your journey go to your primary care physician and just say, Hey, I want a full blood panel. I want to know yeah. what my vitamin D looks like. Yeah. I want to know if my thyroid's working properly because it could be something like that. Yeah. It could be yeah. versus like, you know, girl, cause it was a new doctor that was like, Oh, you haven't had a blood panel. I'm like, since you've been here. What? Yeah. And everybody else was just trying to give me medicine, you know, not saying I didn't need medicine, but you know, I didn't need the medicine they were giving me. I needed vitamin D. I needed a thyroid, you know, thyroid medicine. That's what I needed. Not an antidepressant. Right. Because, and then everybody's first thing is go to therapy. I think that part of that is that we, therapy is a new thing. Um, you know, for, I don't want to say, let me, let me be clear. Therapy is not a new thing. Therapy is, um, being spoken about more freely in our community than it has been in the past. And so everybody's like, everybody needs therapy. I, I'm not saying everybody doesn't need therapy. I'm also saying that we have doctors for a reason. Let, let's yeah. use all of them. Let's use them in conjunction with one another. Let's not be exactly. so, um, you know, one track minded. So well, I wholeheartedly exactly agree with what- I, I agree with you. They need to be used in conjunction. And that mm-hmm. was the problem because usually if you, you know, if you have an HMO, you know, cause this is all about a part of healthcare. You start off with your primary care physician and they have to refer you everywhere. Yeah. You a primary care physician. That's just like, Oh, you're down. You've been through a lot. Like, let me just give you this antidepressant. Mm-hmm. I was reluctant to take medicine for like two years because I was like, I haven't talked to anybody. Cause I want to start. That's with fair. Talking. I, yeah. I want to start with the talking. Like she didn't check any of my blood levels or anything. The piece, the primary care physician was just like, well, I mean, you've been through a lot, you know, it sounds like depression here, take this medicine. And I'm like, but no, but we haven't even talked to anybody. Yeah. Let me see if I can talk through this first. Cause I do think yeah. they are too quick to prescribe medicine. And then you prescribe me medicine. And then the first medicine, when I finally broke down and took it for a year, I was apathetic. I didn't feel anything, like mm. anything. When I finally was like, okay, let me, the trials and tribulations of I need it, do I not need it? And then when I used it forever, I, I was just numb. Yeah. And it turned out like, no. And then I started YouTube University. <laughs> this, this medicine is not working for me. Like I feel nothing. Like yeah. I need a little bit of my anxiety. I want to care. Like I feel mm-hmm. nothing. And then I switched to just dopamine. I was like, yeah, I don't need no help getting down. Like I, I just need some <laughs> dopamine. Just get me some uppers. Yeah. Great. After that, okay. you know, better until, I mean, as better as I could be right. until we discovered, oh no, you also need vitamin D and you need thyroid. And if we would have started with all of that, you probably wouldn't need this dopamine, but you've just mm. been it is it's like a band-aid a band-aid it is a band-aid so in Um, conjunction you said that um perfectly and you said yes let's talk about prince charles girl girl so let me start with one thing is that i i i found it refreshing that they still had a very good relationship with the queen because i was i was like is she the one leading the charge of the negativity you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but so that's what i kept thinking throughout the whole interview but it ended up being like no we chill like we good we doing zoom calls 
like that. So I was like, oh, that's great. But then I was so disappointed to know that his daddy stopped taking his calls. And I was like, oh, you the one. You the one, oh. you the one that was oh. talking about how dark the baby gonna be. Like you oh. the one that was uh oh, yeah. that's telling people don't worry, like you should probably keep acting because we don't have enough money. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, and then the thing is is that there's other people who literally are in the same position, you know, from their interview, from my understanding, is that mm-hmm. there are other people who are in the position that they were trying to step back into um doing that and they have security they have live on the grounds they have all these things so why can't they and i thought it was um just yeah that the big thing of him step taking his calls was just gross to me but um it's absolutely gross and i mean you ain't gotta be a royal for your parents to stop taking your calls because i know people ain't got no money and as soon as (laughs) they disagree with a parent a parent just writes them off completely Mm -hmm. and it's just Mm -hmm. such a toxic relationship of everything's good as long as you do what i tell you to do how i tell you to do it and enthusiastically as possible any type of pushback any type of um you know um um, not even deferring like yeah taking a different path I don't mess with you anymore now I I have never been infatuated with the royals no I have never like you know cared because I'm like they're the original colonizers I mean they just are and it just it is what it is history is history facts are facts so I've never been just like oh my god a princess I've just never or a queen or anything like that I agree it was very refreshing that um the queen it's cool. You know, yeah. it was it, it's cool with them too. And you gotta remember that's that's her grandson. Yeah, and, and that's he's seen his mama get killed. Well, he didn't see his mom get killed. Well, I mean, he experienced his yeah. mom being basically killed by the paparazzi. He is being triggered by everything that's happening again as well. But also, you the queen and you still are listening to me, the firm and the institute, all that stuff is the same. Because yeah. anybody can do what they want to do because she's the queen, but yes, she listens to her advisors. Oh, yeah. So it's like that line of if you want to change and rock the boat, you can change and rock the boat. But, you know, as my brother and I were talking, you know how many kings killed their sons because their sons were trying to overthrow take the throne? Like if you really look back at history oh, yeah. oh, and how yeah. cutthroat everything is. So it wasn't surprising to me that Prince Charles stopped taking no, Harry's calls. Not at it was all. it was it wasn't even disappointing. I was like, that. I mean, that, that sounded about right because y'all, but to hear that, how they cut off the security, like, I mean, but that's what people do. They're going to cut off your security. We're going to just stop everything because they want to um, beat you into submission. You know what I mean? Like if so, I mean, beat you into submission or put you in a position where if you get picked off, they can't say who did it. Absolutely. Like they did Diana, in my personal opinion, create chaos. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, oh, who knows and what Prince happened? Charles got some nerve. He got some incredible nerve to be out here yeah. judging. He got some incredible nerve to be out here judging. Yeah. And I, you know, he's the prince. His his mom is the queen. He's got to do anything he wanted to do his entire life. He had his mistress at his wedding and married girl. her and brought her into the. I mean, like let's let's be real. Like, who's above him other than his mama? He calls the shots. He moves how he moves. I thought it was. Um, Oh my gosh, so tacky. I mean, the whole um, situation with Megan um, being accused of making Kate Middleton cry before the wedding. And it turns out it was Kate that made Megan cry. Right. Nobody's ever changing these stories. The no. bed and the dance that they play with the tabloids. And again, I saw this great article um, on Yahoo. And I mean, I've experienced it myself how 
uh, well, this didn't even happen. Like Megan didn't even make Kate cry, but, (laughs) but the article was talking about how black women get in trouble for white tears all the time as soon as you know um you know in a work situation um a white woman cries then the black woman is look exam you're the aggressor and I've definitely had that I've definitely felt like okay you know crying has been used to weaponize (laughs) and like that like play victim but the fact that it didn't even happen and nobody said anything but that is what the palace like they do a whole bunch of like if we just don't address it it will go away right but there there's i mean of course there's racism in the uk they they colonized over like this is 60 percent, 70 of the um percent of the countries that they colonize are brown and black people yes Um, people the the it seems like the royals were jealous that Megan could go to Australia and the people love her just like they love Diana mm-hmm. and they they were hating on love her. Harry too. Oh, love Harry. Well, because Harry a real one. He went to war. He was like, yeah. you know all this stuff. I want to be on the front lines. I want to see what's going on. They had to pull him back. Like, yeah. yo, like they, you. They're like, do you remember who you are? <laughs> yeah, like because if anybody knows exactly who you are, this is shut down immediately. They blowing up everything, you know. Yeah. So. He's um he's a little bit more real. He knows what's kind of going on because when you stare death in the face, I mean, you can't, in my opinion, once you've dealt with death, especially death of someone close to you in your mm-hmm. that you, you had a relationship with, mm-hmm. you have two lives. You have the life you had when they were here, mm-hmm. the life that, who you are after they've passed. Yeah. Those are two distinct people and to deal with it so young it, it just changes your life. It takes your childhood innocence away yeah. and to see everything that's going on around you. So he's been like, hey, this is a bunch of bullshit. Like his whole life, that's why he's always been rebelling and doing what he's doing. He like, what, yeah. fixed in line? He like, I'm not even gonna get the like, why am I doing all of this? And, and I loved, um, not loved, but I appreciate the fact that he called it what it was. Yeah. He was like, I was trapped and my brother and my mm. father are trapped. They don't, they don't know, know they, they don't know it, but they are trapped. And I was like, if you break it down to what it is, the basics of what it is, because I'll tell you, I was shocked when Megan said, when they came to the US was the first time she saw her passport, girl, her keys. I said, oh my Lord, I had not, it didn't occur to me. Like, obviously when she said it, I'm like, of course. But it didn't occur to me before then that the woman had not touched her own passport in years, you know? You know, I guess I just, um, that wasn't that shocking to me because when people make a certain amount of money, they have handlers that deal with all of that. Even like, you know, the the artists and stuff like, you know, like you're not booking your own flight. Like you have oh, somebody no. has all those things. But the fact that, I mean, the artists and people, they can just be like, hey, I want to see my, you know, whatever. And, and she just couldn't have she access had to. I agree. I agree that she didn't have options. I, so I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily like, I agree with you on the handlers yeah. and all that because you normally have people that take care of stuff like that. The thing is, is that she didn't hire these people. She didn't put those people in place to take care of her Mm -hmm. and she kept on thinking she was being taken care of and she wasn't oh they were they were gaslighting 101 listen we're gonna protect you we're gonna put don't worry we're gonna protect you don't worry about that we're gonna protect you but it was her mama serena all her friends like girl they are not protecting you they ain't taking care of you they're not taking care of you and then when harry had to go ask for help and they're like and harry's saying like oh y'all just gonna y'all just y'all just gonna be cool with this and but he he 
he revealed how he didn't realize how racist the UK was because when he was talking to, I forgot who he was talking to, but he said, no, the UK is not bigoted. The press, the the tabloids and the press are bigoted. And the person was like, no, the UK is bigoted, but he didn't see it because that wasn't his life. Everybody nice to him, you know? And and unfortunately, um, a few of the people that I know that have been in interracial relationships um, the non-person of color in the relationships never see it until they're in that relationship. They're yes. like, oh, yeah. like the, the the amount of microaggressions <laughs> that, I mean, Black women, Black people, other people of color deal with is, I mean, I think that all Black people in America should have free health care as free mental health care, uh, like yeah. free therapy to uh, to just manage the microaggressions. So I'll tell you what though, like also if you're unaware, like if you're unaware that you're being microaggressed, because like I, I will say like I'm probably one of those people who was unaware. Like I'm really like for the most part like a happy go lucky, like ah whatever. And it did not occur to me that everybody saying like, you know, granted I was a litigation attorney for 11 years. So part mm-hmm. of my literal ability is to be aggressive in a courtroom but I would go into interviews or I would or get hired and they'd be like I just know that you're going to be aggressive and you're going to take it on and I was like I am a bulldog but you ain't seen me in court so how do you right. know how do you, you know and I'm woman? not I'm not being aggressive towards you because I'm trying right. to get a job. So right. where are you getting this from? Where are you getting this information from? And you informed it basically based on who I am and not who I actually am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, it's, uh, yeah, you, 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 you get the, um, hey, Mark. <laughs> you just say, <laughs> like, hey, it's, it's a podcast. <laughs> what up? <laughs> um, you can poke his head in here and shoot. We family. Yeah, um, he's at girl, the whole, the door then opened and all kinds of stuff. So it's real life. I'm learning how it doesn't have to be perfect. What did you say? Done is better than perfect. Yes. And now the whole so, world is recording from home. The whole girl, world is like, <laughs> I was like the whole doorbell ring. At yeah, least I they got like, dogs. Right? <laughs> they go crazy. Right? Um, Um, As we were talking about those microaggressions and the assumptions of people, I mean, just even like, for instance, um, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I get it also, especially being full-figured Black woman, Mm. a full-figured dark-skinned Black woman. Like everything just increases the intensity of, you know, when I ask, I I ask pretty direct questions, which some would say is what makes me aggressive. To me, that's what clear communication is about. But when people are trying to get over on you and you ask direct questions and they come back with that yada yada, it's like, okay, now hold up now. Like that that's not but that that's not what I ask you. And so when I re-ask the question, which this actually happened yesterday with I was getting some work done on my car and this mechanic who had been great for all these years, like he didn't want to Long story short, he didn't want to take accountability for mm. the one-year warranty that he guarantees on all his work. And oh. he was just talking in circles. And when I asked questions, you know, it's of course, unfortunately, mechanic, but luckily my brother was there. But also like, when you talk to me, now you're talking in a condescending, like a woman voice. And I'm asking you specific questions and you're like trying to rope me around. It, it was just like, it's, it's exhausting See. and daunting. And of course I have all of the audio, so I wish you would try me, but you know, um, because it's, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, we did come to a place of, you know what, if $500 is going to stop wasting my time, 
and I can move forward to find a new um, right. um, um, mechanic and I can be done with this. You're going to knock $200 off because I've given you 5000 over the last six months. Mm. You know, like what's going on? But it's it's that gaslighting. Um, it's such a mind, it's just a mind fucking. It's just mind fucking. Like I can use all the technical terms, y'all. It is mind fucking 101 <laughs> when you are a person of color living in and existing in America, because that's all I know. And then adding being a dark skinned woman of color on that. It's like sometimes I'm questioning, like, I ain't even saying nothing wrong. I asked you, you know, how did this happen? And you're coming back at me with like, I don't understand what you don't understand. Like I talk in technical terms, but then in his technical explanation, he said, well, when the pulley goes this way, then this goes that way. It took everything in me to say, is this this way and that way a part of technical terms? Because if I say that, then I'm the bitch. But it's like, no, you just told me, you know, it's, it's, and then that's that's not productive because it's so, like you want solutions. Yes, um, yes, yes. And, and I try solutions. to keep it to salute that. And then when I asked the direct questions, he was like, well, I already took off, I already um, took $100 off for the belt, which I shouldn't even have to pay for. And I said, but that's the problem. You say you guarantee your work with a one-year warranty. You the one that changed the belt, the driving belt. I've never had a driving belt just pop. This was six months ago. The That's fact crazy. that you're like, I took it off, but you don't think it's your responsibility. You're telling me you're not a man of your word. Oh, that's making me sad. I said, I'm sad too. Oh, yes. yes. He kept saying, that is making me sad. And I said, well, I am sad too. And, and he, I mean, are you saying, like he said, I'm thinking that this might not be, you know, for us to continue doing work together. And sure. I said, you're absolutely you right. I agree. That's exactly why we're having this con like it exhausted and exa and so, so when you're doing that everywhere you go that is why I feel like it's just exhausting and all black people need to get free mental health services <laughs> at all times from and they get to choose the mental health provider that they go to because that's a whole nother yes. thing because my first time going to a therapist in Texas was horrible it shut me down for another like eight years horrible horrible we, finding final finding proper mental health care is also daunting and exhausting. Yeah. Like, exhausting. it's, I, so I keep ripping off that bandaid because you have to be honest as to why you're there. Yeah. yeah. But I will say this, the beauty of the pandemic, as much of beauty as we can find in it, is that they've opened up the, uh, the ability to do virtual uh, sessions because part of, I will say part of um, having to find a therapist in my past was like location. Like, you know what I'm saying? Houston is, is literally 10,000 square miles. Like, it, like, like it's huge. I looked it up recently, but like, it's huge. And so it's like, yeah, if I found a black female therapist, which is exactly what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. but she's in Clear Lake and I live in Sugarland or Katie, like that is implausible. It does not, it cannot happen. Unless, yeah, unless you just move to other. Clear Lake so you can be closer to me and my family. So <laughs> I leave and then we go back downtown. I'm just joking. Yeah, but I'm you're saying, absolutely like, right. You're absolutely unless, right unless i'm going on a saturday morning or something like it just does not it doesn't make sense and mm -hmm. so the but the beauty of the virtual life now that we're living is that we're yeah. able to actually do that and so i will say like as much as you know um if we can find some like silver lining that I think is one of the silver linings is that therapy has opened up the doors. Now we're talking about it more freely and now it's more freely available. Yeah. Uh, cost is still something that needs work, but you know, I can't be mad at these people who went to school for a long period of time charging what they need to charge because they need to recoup. Well, also, I mean, there, there are a lot of accessible options. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. issue is, and you know, I'm just a persistent little mofo. You know what I mean? Is that you got to do paperwork. 
And I'm a paperwork gangster (laughs) because you got to do the paperwork. Like my healthcare and my, my um, therapy in LA was all free. Cause I was, I was so, it was in just so much pain. And was just like, no, this ain't me. This ain't me. Like I, I remember who I am, but that girl isn't showing up. That I'm like, no, I need to ask another question. I need to ask another question. I need to keep changing providers. I mean, it, it shouldn't take all that work. Unfortunately, yeah. it took a lot. I mean, when I went to my first therapy appointment at the, you know, the whatever the local um mental health um place was, you know, and this is for, you know, unfortunately, people that are like, you know, it's a, it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm in there looking like ain't nothing wrong with me. And you got people that are literally in withdrawals or off the street, but we're all at the same place. You know what I mean? Life is the great yeah, equalizer. Yeah, yeah. We'll humble your ass and guess yeah. I need to be here because I need help too. When I finally sat in that office, which probably took nine months, almost to a year of just paperwork and getting referrals and this and that, da, 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 da. I cried. I, I just can't mm. even believe I'm in here. Yeah. yeah I, I can believe I am in here. So... It's definitely a lot of work. Now I know. Yeah, I think that's your. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's your campaign. Black folk need free mental health care. No, we do. We should, absolutely. I mean, the amount of. I mean, you know, we know, and we we know and have experienced systemic racism our entire lives, and have been gaslit to believe that we're just making things up. It's not really happening. And yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. with I mean again, the fortunate, unfortunate televising of the killings of black men and women. Again, fortunate because now it's on camera so you can't deny what you're seeing even though some people still are. Unfortunate because the fact that it's even happening, but like the news, I had to shut down, I had to shut down TV because that's, that's PTSD from, I can't seeing that on the news. I do not watch, I do not watch those. I like, people know, do not send that to me. Yeah. Do not send that to me. Mm -mm. I can't like, I cause I can't, Y'all, I don't do good on Bourbon Street um, in, in New Orleans because it's hard for me to party and it's a homeless person standing right outside while I'm trying to get my my uh, my hand grenade yeah. and stuff. Like it's 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 the hard. Stuff. Yeah. It, it's just it's just hard, you know. Yeah. Yes, we know all these things are always going on. Um, and I, you know, this is why I didn't do news, you know, because yeah. I, 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 I'm, I mentally and emotionally cannot handle that, but I do want to help work towards a solution. And like, after that, it's like, I, I do need to like sit and talk to somebody, you know, and you think yeah. of, especially, I mean, we all know you, you got a black mom, I mean, black brother, a black uh, husband or a black uh, father or black yeah. friend. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And so you don't want to live in fear. So it's like, you have to personally monitor just how much of that type of imagery that you are intaking mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. times. Oh yeah. Um, now, you know what we need to talk about to take us, you know, back to the Royal exit, um, the skin color um, conversation. When, you know, Megan said, you know, some people were, you know, mentioned like, well, how dark would he be or what skin color he would be? That was not surprising to me. No, because my first thought was, y'all know y'all been right. You said, right. (laughs) Y'all, 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 y'all colonized and raped a whole bunch of black folk. Y'all, y'all probably got a good idea what the skin color gonna be. Yes. Like, yes. are you right now? So yes. not at all surprising, not at all surprising. And that's why, but I've heard like in my mind though, cause you know, they were obviously like, we're not gonna necessarily share who said that. 
And the fact that they even started having that conversation with, I think he said before they even got married, I was like, y'all, yeah. y'all. So to me, it was almost a long, the long game, like the long game, like they beat them into submission in a way they wanted them to leave. They wanted to put them out Absolutely. of the situation. They wanted to keep on. They started from the very beginning and said, okay, so one, he's not going to have a title. And I do remember the tabloid saying, oh, they've chosen not to ha- give him a title. And I thought that was so odd. <laughs> so I was like, why would they do that? Well, interesting enough because I've been reading up on all of this because you know it's like it's all it's in the details so whatever type of however they do the naming of who becomes royal and who does not become royal and blah 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 um it is in writing it, it is in writing that technically um William the only one that's supposed to have a royal title is technically the eldest son Mm. and the eldest son's son okay so but queen elizabeth said you know what i'm gonna make all your children william royal mm-hmm. now technically prince harry's descendants aren't don't have to be royal but now and, and, the, and in the the bylaws of whatever that document was because i did go pull it up <laughs> it's in there but mm-hmm. that's why they were saying well all these things that y'all have not enforced before now you want to enforce them mm-hmm. that's where that was you know like if queen elizabeth made prince william and all his kids i mean his eldest son which was that was supposed to happen but then she said okay princess charlotte the other babies or whatever they're gonna get royal titles too Mm -hmm. now with your second grandson who yes he is supposed to have a royal title megan should have a royal title Mm -hmm. their children don't necessarily have royal titles either now you want to enforce this now now the institution the firm the family whatever because it's all the same to me yeah is saying oh now we want to do this oh yeah this has been in in paper this is in paperwork and stuff like that whatever miss me with that but I will also add in because colorism has been real since the days of enslavement almost every culture deals with colorism the closer to euro um centric you are that is where you are more widely accepted that's in all cultures around the world yeah we're still having that conversation here in black America. So for me, that wasn't surprising. What hurts my heart is when I hear and see people that entertain me, Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, on video saying they don't want no dark woman. They like light skin. Like, I mean, and then I'm like, okay, y'all are just entertainment, blah, blah, blah. But that's sad. And that's why other people, I mean, colorism in the black community is huge. So I'm like, everybody don't clutch your pearls that they did it, you know, overseas because they've been doing it. They helped invent it and we do it to ourselves. Yes as a people and it's disgusting and it's all hurtful. I So I agree that it's hurtful, but I also think, cause I, you know, the whole oh, hurt people, hurt people. Cause I'd be Absolutely. like, so what is it like, what is it about a dark woman? Like there's nothing that about skin tone automatically makes a person a person. Like there's nothing about that. So like what, why I was like, oh, somebody, that's so sad that you don't want a dark woman. Like from, what's wrong from with what you? I've heard and I've heard of men tell me directly, you know, and then, you know, when you do comedy and you be around a lot of men and they just tell the truth and stuff like that someone like it makes their life easier to have a light skinned woman because that's what's more accepted that's what the trophy okay. wife is and and but here it is for my thing what is huge is that it's usually the dark-skinned men who yeah, don't who want a dark-skinned woman and i'm like you got a dark mama 
So do you hate yourself? And like, how do you, how do so you that's separate? What I say. That's why I'd be sad. And that's I don't why, want a man that hates himself. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I don't want a man who hates his, what his mama looked like and hates what he come from because you needed a dark skinned woman. Like, isn't it, it something in the black community? And this is just us, you know, separate from that. Cause I feel like sometimes another thing that the black community does is like, well, we're not talking about us. We talking about them. You know what? I think that we're smart enough, wise enough, multifaceted enough to have two conversations. Look at you. We, 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 we just are because it's <laughs> just a bunch of, it's just, cause it's always yes. moving and pointing yes. the finger and scapegoat. Yes. Like, nah, look, they got, they messed up. And, and we got a lot of messed up things that yes, enslavement brought in that yes, that there's some societal norms and pressures and yes, and, and internal biases that we also got to just kind of work out and just even how we talk. I have a, um, an associate who she, she was mixed race. Mm -hmm. uh, her child's father was chocolate and he was like, like almost like looked Indian almost. Mm -hmm. like like black Indian, but he's black American, but clearly has a lot of Indian in him. Mm -hmm. And while she, and, and she was mixed race, black, white, and um, the father was more Creole. And I, hell, I thought she was Mexican. I didn't know until I went to her house. I was like, oh girl, like, I, cause it just never mattered. Like I was like, oh shit, you right. cool. Like right. I just didn't put together the context right. clues of the last, I just did not, I just didn't right. put together. I was like, oh, she cool. She got long curly hair, like she cool. And, um, but when she was pregnant, uh, it, 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 she was like, I mean, I really just hope that my baby looks more like me. And I was like, hold up. Like, yo, this was a, excuse me. You, you laid down with a whole chocolate dark skinned man. And you want him, you, you think that your kid might look more like you than that baby look just like the dad, just, just dark. And I was like, that's what you get. Every, I, I mean, not even that's what you get as a punishment, but just like we have those internal biases as well. Yes. And um, I always think that we have to start working on ourselves internally, yes. internally because like yelling about what they do, that's never going to help us. No. <laughs> yeah. We have and to change so, how we think. So I find that to be interesting. Um, oh, it was interesting and upsetting. And it was a conversation. And, you know, we're not as close as we used to be, but there was other infractions of, oh, you know, what really came up. Oh, you, you really think that light skin is better than dark skin. Like, oh, oh okay. Like it really, really like started like, oh. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of societal stuff that has yeah. made people behave the way that they behave. And I feel like until people are actually willing to confront their own biases, like we're still going to be in the situation that we are. I remember somebody said, but you got a light skin baby. And I said, my who? Because it never occurred to me that my daughter would even be considered light skin. And so, but I was like, but I also be like, yeah, but her legs the same color as me. So eventually all of this gonna match together is what I thought. We don't know what's but gonna happen. We don't know what's don't gonna know what's happen. I, I just thought it was, so, I was like, this, this, you got a light skin? I was like, huh? It was just was, shocking to me. I had, like, it never even crossed my mind. I was talking about you, Mark, um, uh, the other day. And, and actually I didn't even add in 
the color of Addie because it was a skin color conversation I was uh-huh. having with my trainer who he's not a colorist at all he's lighter skin we were just talking like his family like his mama was just open you know like they just don't have the skin color issues at all and, like that that wasn't biased in their family but he was go ahead I didn't even know I was darker than my brother it didn't occur to me that I was darker to my, right. than my brother until somebody like much later in life said something to me about it matter of fact you know what we sit here talking my mama lighter than me my mama is like a few shades lighter than me. And so is my, my brother, you know, kind of too. I'm more my dad's color. And her sister is lighter than all of them. And her mama was like, like and they Nigerian, full-blooded, 100% Nigerian. And But that was never a thing for them either. It was just like, I mean, they look just the same, just a couple different colors. We're black. We're black. <laughs> then also when um to take it back to that conversation with you um and mark i brought y'all up because i was like well if you're not raised in a colorist family you usually don't have colorist tendencies right and and or you're you're separate i was like because you know my girl v like she chocolate you know and 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 again when i say chocolate there's a range of chocolate but you're brown skin girl okay brown skin yes he yellow bone you know what i mean you know he doesn't like to be called yellow bone (laughs) with no disrespect no just what does he prefer to be referred to as i think he he likes caramel he caramel so you got chocolate and caramel no disrespect because i respect like you want to be called that okay cool my bad my bad homie um you know but like that's not a a a thing like i think if you have that type of because you know matthew knows had brought that up about colorism in 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 music and just growing up Mm -hmm. and he said that he was taught that you know light skin was just the best way to go and that's how he chose everything and even the conversations he would have with Kelly Rowland and these are in interviews and stuff out there like yeah Beyonce gets privileged because she light skin she is now she's dope as hell as a performer and she works yeah. hard we won't take any of that away yeah but also you know that's what more mainstream likes and if you look at some of the darker skinned entertainers that they're just not even going to get some of those looks unfortunately I don't know all the details but I mean it's, it's very apparent you know when you have yeah to- and so I think was well, speaking of I think that Beyonce has actually gone out of her way because there was there's a video Addison loves out of the blackest king the my power of uh, mm-hmm. part of the video and every dancer in there is like is a dark-skinned woman and mm-hmm. I it didn't occur to me like until I was just watching the video and I was like Beyonce standing out real light in this in the, in the dance parts and I realized I was like that's because everybody in here is dark-skinned and I think that she's trying she's like yes it's my thing but I am showcasing other women that look you know that are in she's an ally. diaspora yeah she, she, so now, she recognizes what, I what it say, is she recognized what it is she benefit oh. from it she's an ally that's all that she can do that's within her control. Brown Skin Girl, right. beautiful song. I do think that, well, I mean, there's a lot of different things here, you know? Cause NDRE had brown skin, you know, I love mm-hmm. my brown skin yeah. back in the day. She's not on the same level as far as popularity rise right. as Beyonce, but she's very, very well known. Yes. I do think that what I've seen, not saying it's facts for everything, that a lighter skinned woman singing about brown skin has more of a main a main um main society appeal than yeah. a brown skinned woman singing about loving her own brown skin that has more afro centered features too 
So, but that goes back to your previous point of privilege. And, but I, I, you know, that goes, that goes back to your previous point of privilege. So like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think it, you know, everything takes time. I heard, um, you know, Benjamin Crump, uh, the attorney who's been the attorney for like a lot of different, you know, families that have been affected by, uh, you know, you talked about police brutality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, he taught, he said, it's just been, um, you know, 60 years since we've been able to even sue for this so like you know like let's be you know we have made some strides um so you know it's just a matter of time it sucks that we're still in this in this situation and that we're still talking about this i i like i'd be real sad for these dudes that be like out here (laughs) i'll give you this a funny joke and then we'll we can probably move on to another takeaway but my um Mark has a friend who is, he's bright and uh, the friend's wife is also bright and um, bright for people who don't know what that means is light skin. But, uh, (laughs) and um, and he's like, yeah, in my kitchen, in my kitchen where I I bought my house. He said, yeah, I can't do no dark girl. And Mark looked at him like, my dude. People reveal You're married, so what what matter what does it matter what you can do and what you can't do? First, First of, all, of all, let's not there. First Second of all, all, do you not see my wife you standing in the middle of her kitchen? <laughs> like, so what was the conversation? Like what did he say? What did I, how did how did he explain himself? He was like, ah, oh, nah, 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 nah. You know, just like, you know, you know, you know what it is. And Mark's like, nah, because Mark is a Mark is definitely gonna be like, nah, bro, explain yourself. I'm trying to understand. Right. No, what so is I it? I don't know what it is. I don't. Sorry, give me some more context. Like mm-hmm. you know, but uh, so I don't. I don't remember exactly how the conversation went. That's just because we usually stopped. We stopped the joke at that point because it's like, are you for real? Like you really just say I can't do dark skin girls. He's a nice guy, but I just think that some people are really daft um, in certain areas. Oh, okay. Go ahead, uh, Google daft for me. <laughs> Shoot. Hold up now. Hold up now. I ain't been reading a lot of books now. Basic. Is that shallow, basic? basic. I mean, I can use the the context clues, but I definitely. <laughs> like daft oh oh yes got a new one today yeah yeah i mean and some people like you you know they the, the saying that is so true and so annoying because it's so true people are doing the best they can well what they have <laughs> straight like that they doing actually, the best. we should do a story about uh, always I've, I've had this conversation a few times lately like when did you realize that your parent was a regular human Ooh. you know what I mean like yeah. exactly they're just a regular human that's doing the best they can with what they have but Man. as a as a child or as the Man. child of a person you look at them as you know everything you have everything yeah. together you're taking the best care of me but bro I as a parent like I'm literally just a regular person I still feel yeah. 17 I just so happen to have a whole lot of responsibilities yeah that that's man yeah because we're all just human and when you yeah oof, everybody's doing the best they can and yeah we we need to have that that's a that's a good conversation because I do think it it it, it causes well when you're aware of that and you have compassion to and you really like when you really accept it which another you know blessing out of this pandemic um you know where you can find some silver lining is being back at my parents home in my college bedroom you know yeah. which was always like this is my rock bottom I'm gonna go back to my college bedroom and I'm like I mean and and for some people are like well that ain't rock bottom it's my rock bottom yeah mine 
I don't expect it to be any worse than this. I'm not anticipating it. I have too many godchildren. Addison, you need to move over. I'm gonna be in the bed with you. Like I'm gonna share <laughs> your room. I'm, I'm gonna be all right. Like I, all my friends know. Like so, this is my rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've had some of the best conversations with my mom. Yeah. Uh, literally, it'd be usually Friday mornings. For some reason, Friday mornings these last two three weeks of just like real just real like we're both adult human women and we're having time so like that's why I'm like not in a rush like even though I'm like kind of anxious about okay so what's my next thing am I buying a house here am I buying a house in Cali where, where yeah. am I going where's am I gonna be because where's am I gonna be you see where's am I gonna be <laughs> that's it that's it I'm getting comfortable um uh, which is good because I do miss like just talking and sharing um but I'm like man I am trying to my best to appreciate and savor this moment mm. because I mean I was gone for eight years before that I had been moved out you know when I'm 22 23 but just literally like sitting talking with my mom having moments with my dad talking and you know yeah. just getting to know them as a woman as a grown-ass woman now you know and like wow so as a I've person been they're just they're just people doing the best mm -hmm. they can and then you know as you know people you know you start reflecting on your life the older and older you get so they're in very reflective modes mm -hmm. and I'm learning from their reflections and sharing you know some of my thoughts and some of the things you know you spend your adulthood getting over your childhood like oh okay well this is what you know why this happened or this is what I thought at that time and now mm -hmm. you know like because they're doing the best you can I remember my mom when I was like um, a couple years ago when I was like 25, 26, mm -hmm. a couple years ago, um, <laughs> she was like, she was literally like, you know, we just did the best we could. Yeah. We, we, we did the best we could. We didn't know anything. We came to this country just trying to have something better. And we just did our best in every decision we made for you or told you is because we thought that was what would be best for you. Yeah. But now, I mean, like you grown now. And so even though I might have my opinion on what's best for you, like you're the adult. Yeah. Like, so you okay. can keep being upset about what didn't happen. Right. And, or you can, you know, use now and move forward. So. Yeah. Yeah. To everybody moving forward. Right. <laughs> To everybody yeah, yeah. so um to wrap everything up uh the royal exit i think we both agree that they made um the best decision to leave man i say pick yourself and your mental health over everything like real mm -hmm. talk like there's only one of you you are you're the only one that can take care of you the best that you can know how and i always talk about the um the airplane strategy i can't i usually the the oxygen mask rule you got to put your oxygen mask on first because if you don't help you, you can't help nobody else. Right. So like them taking care of themselves and choosing their families makes sense to me. Absolutely. Um, I absolutely agree. That's what I was about to say. I was going to ask, well, do you think they made the right decision? We, right. Yeah, they made the right decision. Um, to add to what you're saying, if the situation is toxic, yeah, it's toxic. And I, I believe and I've experienced, and I feel like uh, women are especially conditioned to deal with toxicity. Mm. You, you know, like, I mean, if we even look at, you know, most religions, um, especially Christianity, you know, the woman's whole sole purpose of being born was to be a health mate, like to take care of someone else. So you're automatically conditioned 
I haven't read a lot of books y'all this past year. Like I was like, I'm gonna get my whole mind together because I'm gonna have an emotionally, mentally amazing, healthy marriage with a new husband and we're gonna have great children and we're gonna be emotionally stable and we're all gonna do the best we can. I've read and watched and listened and sat in a therapy and chakra healed and I done did a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Just to- <laughs> Took like, care of you. To, to, to take care of me and to understand why was I making some of the choices I'm mm -hmm, making? Mm -hmm. Why did I stay in a situation that was not serving me for so long? Why was I trying to do so much to, to, to solve things that are out of my control to solve? Right, right. You know, when I am asking for boundaries if they're not being met, you know? So I'm like, yes, if you're in a toxic situation, and you have tried to do put in boundaries like my I, you know I, I tried to do the whole boundary thing the the real boundary was oh I need to leave my marriage I need to leave this relationship yeah. and I was trying to make it every other thing because we'll keep working on it and working on it and trying and this and that you know like I mean especially if you're a person who is um an achiever you know, it's like, you got good work ethic. You know what I mean? Well, let me work on, on uh, maybe if I just work at it a little longer. That's also in that book that I've been reading, you know, Women Who Love Too Much, When You Keep Hoping and Wishing They Will Change, Robin Norwood, pick it up. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, cause it, it's innate in you. Like, oh, I want to fix it. Oh, well, if that could, and so like, you, you gotta just, like you said, save yourself first and remove yourself from the toxic situation and once you've removed yourself and put yourself in safety, then you can, you know, decide like, is this something that, you know, can be, be made healthy that we can enter into again? And what does that look like? Yes. If that's even a possibility, yes. like she said, yes. I, we just didn't see a way out. We didn't see a solution because they've tried every single thing. Yeah. And I do think it was beautiful that Harry said, I'm just so glad that I'm standing by my wife and I'm here with her because I can only imagine how lonely that felt for his mother, Diana. Yes. Diana. Yes. That's exactly that alone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I definitely felt like because I felt like he he recognized what it was and he wasn't going to let that happen to her. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is beautiful, which is the ultimate like when she said, like, he was like, oh, it was just so cute on that part. He was like, no, Megan really saved me. And then she was like, no, you saved us. Oh, that's sweet. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I, I, I missed that part. Towards the end, watch the outside. Towards the end, yeah. yeah, the yeah. But so, you know yeah. what? I will say the part where he said about, um, you just mentioned like how lonely it could have been for his mom. And I was also like, that's a little jab too. Cause your daddy like just left her out there hanging, didn't even take care of her. Like, yeah. you know what I'm well, saying? I mean, like, but but he was never really required to. He didn't even want to marry Princess Diana. I, he yeah. wanted the mistress. And he was dating Princess Diana's sister first. When oh, they yeah, were younger. Yeah, like, so uh -huh. this it's is just mess. all about, like, yeah. it's a whole mess. And it's people, again, doing things they don't want to do for to, to make appease. other people to, mm -hmm. to appease. Mm -hmm. And then, you know... Girl, that's a, whole, that's a whole nother pivot point. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is a whole nother pivot point. I've been enjoying these weekly uh, yes. conversations. And, you know, every week we're going to, you know, we're, we're building. So we're figuring it all out. So thank y'all so much for watching, for listening. Um, is there a time in your relationship that you needed to pivot? What do you think about the Royals? What, you know, let us know. Put that yeah, whether it, be, whether it be you pivoted from that relationship yeah. or you pivoted away from things that were not 
conducive to making your relationship successful because that's what they did because that wasn't going to be that wasn't going to be beneficial for their family overall like absolutely not I can't imagine the hell that little baby would have gone through trying to you know be over there because as a child you can't help but try and live up to certain standards that's what you do you know so anyway went off oh yeah that's all that's all (laughs) all all the things about pivoting from toxic situations relationships people whatever let us know how you feel about it where should they let us know at um you know what you can underneath here in the description box because we're gonna yes. post this oh, on where YouTube. can we find you on the internet on the internet um my instagram my all my stuff is just my name nate n-n-e-t-e we're figuring out everything for the pivot point where can they find you at vernique at vernique the realtor that's v as in victorious <laughs> e-r and as a nancy i-q-u-e the realtor yes oh, that's on ig on ig, IG. <laughs> is it different in different places hey yeah. we're gonna put all of those in our description um as yeah. well you know that's so we'll be able to get it all but where's where what else is it oh it's just at vernique on twitter because you oh. know i like i likes to keep my hands I, I wish i would have gotten ig earlier and i could have just got at vernique okay it's at vernique on twitter i know i was vernique. like before i even joined ig for real and started using it which i have not used it and, and we're working on that y'all I know I'm, I'm working on it i'm working on it i got these beautiful pictures that mark took that i need to share i've shared like i've just shared with everybody in my real life that i know <laughs> personally i'm like literally maybe the post is y'all i've been trying to fall in love with my real life yeah, and, I, yeah. and I've done that. And so now yeah. I feel more comfortable sharing said real life with y'all again, because I, like it. I was like, that's just been my mode. I've been trying to think of what's the perfect caption to put on to the, to come back and whatever. Y'all just do it. Just we in it. here. We in here. Okay. So until next week, thank you so much. Uh, it's the Pivot Point Podcast. Bye. See y'all Bye. next time. We on our dream ish. Hey. Ooh.